Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. So today's episode is about harvesting your hidden potential for thought leadership. So something I've found in my work with clients is that nearly every person who's been in business for a while long enough so they've had some success, you know, has something unique that they're bringing to the table. Some way of maybe explaining how to get more out of whatever it is they're selling, or maybe a different way of looking at things. So it gives it a different purpose, a way to get more value, a way for a customer to enjoy the use of it more, maybe a whole different use, the customers never would have thought of on their own. Or it's a different way of explaining things that makes it more clear, that gives customers more clarity and gives prospects a better understanding of their choices and does it in a way that highlights the unique aspect of what they're selling or unique way of doing things or some innovation in service production or communication about those that they've developed, but they haven't yet learned how to package it. So it's there, but it's latent. So while nearly every business leader who's been at it for a while has developed unique ways of thinking that can help customers make smarter buying decisions, get more value out of using what they sell, whatever, but they rarely know how to organize it package it and codify that thinking in a way that's attractive to the whole of the marketplace in a way that can literally build a movement so an audience grows that wouldn't consider doing business with anyone else in their category that process that process is strategic thought leadership so I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. This is going to be a very empowering episode. The objective here is to give you ideas, tools, resources, methods for harvesting the thought leadership that's already in there somewhere, but hasn't yet been brought out in a way that can move a market segment the way you would like to move it, or build an audience the way you'd like to build an audience, or enrapture a group of people the way you'd like to. So stay tuned, but before we get into that, we have a short message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. And now for a message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. Scorpions can only raise up to a certain age before they are sidelined and put out to pasture, sometimes with debilitating injuries from their years of racing. Even the more famous ones are forgotten about and sometimes left to rot away in cages 
with a scrap of lobster artichoke salad thrown to them here and there. We want to find homes for these former racing scorpions. We want to let them live out their final years in a beautiful setting. You can give a retired racing scorpion a good retirement of living their golden years out in a ranch setting, free to roam, play, and frolic with the other retired racing scorpions for only $50 a month per quarter pound of scorpions. Sponsor a racing scorpion. Give them a good retirement. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today and get a free bib with the Scorpion Helpers logo along with a signed picture of the former champion racing scorpion, Ralph of the Atlantean Wildebeests. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today. Save a scorpion from being relegated to a traveling circus where they're forced to play tricks and jump through hoops in front of a crowd in between being carried from city to city. All alone and only one train car per scorpion per room. Make a donation today at scorpionhelpers.com. Thought Leadership Studio. So back to how to harvest your hidden thought leadership. And what I found is that innovators, business leaders, entrepreneurs, influencers they generally have the ingredients of a powerful thought leadership position but what they generally don't know how to do is package it for larger scale influence how to package it so that same dynamic they have when the light bulb goes off in that meeting or phone call with a prospect or that meeting with a client or you know those situations where everything is just in flow 
and you're lighting up and the client's lighting up and they're loving it and there's something there that you're sharing that's special it just came from you from your experience something creative that could be articulated at a higher level maybe it could be packaged as an infographic or some kind of simplified acronym or a graphic can expand into a whole position paper pr campaign content marketing campaign that can move a whole market segment if you could just catch it when it's flying by if you could just pull it out and examine it and unfold it at a higher level so it's this deeper investigation with the mindset of packaging it for larger scale influence that's the missing ingredient and so what I want to do in today's podcast is to go over some of the things that have helped clients recognize within themselves the ingredients of more powerful thought leadership in their segment in the marketplace and their customer base and one good place to start for a lot of folks is to start to make an inventory a list of peak positive influence experiences of those times when you're with a customer with a client it can be on the phone it can be over zoom it can be in person it can be by yourself just writing down ideas but sometime when the light bulb goes off for that client or prospect or team member perhaps during some kind of presentation discussion or question and answer or troubleshooting session when you gave them something that came from you that had a tremendous positive impact that made a difference for them and you know you've had times like this if you've been doing what you've been doing for a while even if you haven't if you're new at it in some context sometime in your life you've had a time of high impact communication You've had times of these flow state experiences. So the first step for a lot of people is to take the time and make a list of them. Give each a name. Write down everything that was going on. And this is actually a good situation to use mind mapping. And if you're not familiar with mind mapping, it is awesome. It's a way of visually creating a hierarchy of thought bubbles that lead to more thought bubbles and there's maybe I'll do another podcast about mind mapping so I use it for a lot of things and note taking with clients it's awesome and helping actually to decipher for clients and with clients these peak experiences these flow states of creative thought leadership that they might have in person but they haven't learned to package it in media yet so we start with this and you want to go into a bit of a deeper examination so once you've got a list once you've either mind mapped each one and when you mind map them think about the internal and the external things that were both going on at the time and also those that led up 
to this environment where this flow state could happen. Take your time with it. I'm not saying do it right now while you listen to this. This is something you need to give focused time to. And once you have a mind map for at least three or so, I would say five to seven is ideal times when you had a flow state of positive creative impact on a client customer and how you conveyed the uniqueness of what you offer your company offers once you had a impact on them that was positive so they lit up at it once you've got these storylines once you've got these mind maps or you could just do them as a list of everything that was make a list of here's what was going on inside here's what I was thinking you can take yourself through the senses here's what I was seeing here's what I was hearing here's what I was feeling or even tasting and smelling and you can ask questions like what was generally going on in my life at that time that helped me get to that flow state externally as well you're working with a coach, you're working with a consultant, or part of a team, or was it more of an individual effort? And then what were the particulars of how you came up with that? Where did it come from? What direction? If you had to point the direction it came from, where was it? And if you notice when you do that, and this is your first impulse, don't think about it, just point where did it come from? Once you've done that for a number of them, you know what direction looking for your best ideas. These are the ones that are going to have impact. So this is both a way of re-accessing the state of creative flow where you come up with your best ideas. And it's a way of harvesting those best ideas for the purpose of packaging them into a strategic thought leadership position that can impact a large group of people through media amplification, whether that's through video, podcast, blogging, website. And those will be the media you package it through, but then you gotta package the message because usually the way we convey it in person to someone is personalized for them, you know? But then you want to make it so that if somebody just sees it fly by on a Twitter thread, fly by as a tweet in that fire hose of information on Twitter or some other social media platform, something about it grabs them. So packaging it visually as an infographic, packaging it as an acronym, those are the kinds of things that tend to come together. And these end up being the face to the marketplace, the high stickiness, high impact, easy to absorb, small bits of information, but distinctive and empowering, and definitely standing out from everything else in your segment or marketplace or profession, so it's clearly coming from you.
got it well organized, then you've got something you can amplify to great effect that is going to make every piece of content you do more powerful. You got a backstory. So what you're doing is you're building a backstory of what distinctive angle on what you offer. What special talking points would only come from you that empower people at a higher level than you could get anywhere else. So I'm gonna give you an example. I'll put some links in the page, this link to in the description. And like with every podcast, there's an accompanying web page that gives a different perspective, a different angle, likely has extra resources that help embellish and help you internalize what I'm sharing at a higher level so it can help you as much as it possibly can. Because some things convey well over a podcast, some things are better conveyed visually. So I want to give you that too. So this example, um, you know, we we started like a lot of cases with just some open dialogue and answering some strange questions that I call leadership brain scan. And I'll share a few of them with you. It's just my talking paper, okay? So I'll translate it to different situations because people are in different places on this. But one of them is what special expertise exists or could exist in the minds of you as the leader or in your leadership team or in the best minds of your company that can help a customer or prospect get more value out of what you sell. What special expertise exists within the best minds in your organization or yours that can help a customer or prospect make a better informed decision about buying what you sell? Here's another set of questions. What do or could you and your team revere on the highest possible level about the special and distinctive benefits you bring to customers? What do or could you or your team fully revere on the highest possible level about the special and distinctive relationship you have with your customers and prospects and audience and market segment? What do or could you and your team fully revere on the highest possible level about the special and distinctive onboarding or buying experience you have that makes doing business with you special? So some other questions would be, taking these extraction of specialness kind of questions and translating them into what's the core belief behind them? What would the marketplace segment or your audience believe that would have them appreciating these special benefits only you can offer? And how can we package this? How can we codify this to amplify the reverence you have, the reverence the marketplace has for your proprietary service program or your proprietary buying experience or your special relationship with customers. 
How can media make for a better buying experience for the customer? You can translate these things into inoculating against the typical objection salespeople get. Because objections come in patterns. When you identify a pattern, you can preemptively overcome the objections so you never get it. It's like when you ask the best salespeople, how do you overcome this objection I always get? And they'll, they'll say, um, I don't get that objection because I present in a way that it doesn't come up. It's already preemptively overcome. So questions that bring those kinds of inoculation against objections in the sales process. How can media make for a better buying experience for the customer? What objections happen is a pattern with your sales team and what information or resources could overcome those objections preemptively? How could inoculating against those objections, like a flu shot against an objection. So the flu never comes, the objection never comes. With web media, shorten the buying cycle and make for a better experience with your customers. So, so those questions that aren't necessarily asked that way is my personal talking paper for interviewing people like Jeremy Ross and when we had this discussion, what came out was that what he does is what he calls right selling instead of upselling. And that he said one of the huge benefits of using them is, is their ability to advise people in their own best interest regardless of whether it was going to cost his company in the short term or not because he had the value that the relationship was more important than any particular transaction. So it was a great customer-centric philosophy. And it seems like, oh, there's a short-term loss because you're not making a bigger sale. But that really doesn't happen that way. The higher trust is evident. So customers generally are more comfortable spending more when they know they're spending wisely because it's evident the person they're buying from cares more about making sure they get all they can, all the value they possibly can extract from this exchange, more so than trying to make any little bit of extra short-term profit for themselves. Because they know caring more about the customer getting more value is going to enhance that relationship to the level where this person is not only going to be a long-term repeat customer, but they're more likely to refer. So this became part of a a thought leadership model rebuilt this an acronym called SEEK, S-E-E-C. It stands for S is Symbiosis of Print and Digital Output. Because as a traditional printer, you know, a lot of these guys think, you know, digital marketers are our enemy because they're trying to put everything on the computer screen where we're trying to sell postcards and posters. But what we found was when we did the type of market listening research we do is that the digital marketers wanted to use print so they could stand out in this fire hose of digital marketing where everybody's doing it because it's so cheap for companies to jump on social media. There's way too many messages. You got to find the extra channel to stand out. 
They just wanted to be able to track what they're doing in a way that's similar to what they did with the digital tools. And it's actually possible to do that in a lot of ways with things like QR codes, where people scan the postcard, takes them to a web page, so you pass it over from one channel to another. So the S in the SEEK model that was the acronym that evolved from this for symbiosis of print and digital output, where it's not print versus digital, it's print plus digital for one plus one equals three. And then we got two E's in the SEEK model, expertise depth and expertise width, because these were special attributes favorable to the customer that Ross Printing offered that isn't easy to find. Um, expertise depth is that they have specialists in areas of printing that are very intricate, that require years of experience to know what tools and products fit a given situation best. And they got expertise with. They've been around a long time. They built up a, a broad base of different types of printing they can do. And then the final letter on the SEEK model, and it's spelled S-E-E-C, is customer. And that goes back to the right selling versus upselling. That's putting the customer first, where customer satisfaction comes from valuing long-term relationships over short-term profits. And I'll link to this in the webpage that accompanies this podcast. The link is in the description, so check out the link. And you can see this simple infographic we made that is prominently displayed and with a small link to it on every page of the website it gets a lot of traffic so it is imprinting and you know they were a leader already I'm not saying we gave them all their leadership they're definitely a leader now they win the best of in the local papers recognition of the best printer in the area every year they are clearly the leader in customer service in the area and there's if they're definitely the thought leader in printing. Thought Leadership Studio. So I'm Chris McNeil, strategic thought leadership coach, consultant marketing guru, NLP master, and thanks for listening to episode number eight of Thought Leadership Studio, How to Harvest Your Inner Thought Leadership. So check out the show notes and click on the link to the episode page because I've got some supporting stuff there I think would be very helpful. Um, Things to do, peak positive influence experience analysis. I've got a punch list of ways to examine your own personal peak experiences of influence to work on harvesting your hidden thought leadership. And I've got some of the questions that we use in the leadership brain scan, as well as the case study of Ross Printing. I've got a link to an interview of Jeremy and a link to one of the thought leadership model media pieces we helped them develop the SEEK acronym I discussed and main thing is I want you to get ideas that are going to empower you to help you get more for every little bit of effort you put in into having positive influence over your audience to 
exercise strategic thought leadership at the highest level you possibly can maybe even taking it as a path to self-mastery i've got links on that page also to a free pdf the marketer's guide to strategic thought leadership and to get a free site membership to thought leadership studio it's a member site there's a lot of extra training type resources that members get just for signing up and also this is not something i always offer but at the time i'm recording this on june 21st 2022 the summer solstice i'm offering a free 30-minute discovery session to look at what you can achieve with strategic thought leadership or your organization just a time to look at what you want to accomplish and find out what is possible that you can achieve with strategic thought leadership for market influence or marketing or sales goals what kind of time frame would it take to expect to see results and what kind of programs would suit you best so the aim is to empower you and to brainstorm together so check out the link and look forward to seeing you next week thought leadership studio Thought leadership studio